Hello and welcome to the beautiful game on UC 98.3 FM. Yes, yes, you're very welcome to the show and it's a special today. We're, we're without Sam Curtin, but where we've lost one, we've gained another. And I'm delighted to say we're joined by the one and only Owen Burns. Owen, how are you getting on? I'm very good, yourself? Ah, not too bad at all. You're keeping well. It's the first sunny day on campus. It is indeed. The summer is out. Um, yeah, I, I had my first ice cream now today, the first ice cream of the new season, uh, an ice burger myself. Would you be a fan of the ice burgers as well? I wouldn't, I'd be a brunch man myself now, Lily. Oh, a lot to be said for the brunches as well, I know they're popular, but um, I don't know, how's your, how was your weekend? Did you get on alright? Very, very good. A lot of rugby to watch and a uh, big build up to Cheltenham. Yes, yes, a lot to get through on the air now, we have plenty to get through. I'll, I'll go through some of the sporting headlines of the week first, then we've, uh, well, while Sam doesn't join us today and he's left us high and dry, I might add, he, if Sam, if you're listening, we're we're shaking with fear here trying to live up to the the, the standards you've set but um uh, so we have to get you thankfully sam has left us a, a great interview actually for those of you listening in a great interview with david harrington from cork city fc um it was actually recorded last week before their win against cove Rammers over the weekend city in action again tonight against uh, waterford united that'll be a big game um waterford currently topping the the air or the electricity division one so that's best luck to cork city in that regard but um yeah so we've that to get through then myself and owen um will go through some of the rugby over the weekend to those of you who don't know owen um who those have the pleasure of haven't had the chance to meet him yet well owen's background is on the rugby side um could call himself a bit of a bench warmer or whatever a jack of all trades in the rugby rugby field so we'll chat through some of the six nations i know owen has a lot to get off his chest about the irish england game um and then yeah we have a few hidden gems lined up as well but yeah should be a good few tunes thrown in as well but should be a good um should be a good error hopefully you can sit back and enjoy but yeah owen i don't know about you but um I went. I, I caught some of the just some of the sporting headlines over the weekend. I know we'll go into depth into some of these, especially the rugby later on. But I saw Dublin to give you the around the world in in, in a minute. Uh, Dublin got their first win of the national league campaign, beating Tyrone over the weekend. So that eased some of the worries. Same can't be said for Cork, so, uh, succumbing to an eight point defeat to Mead over the weekend. Um, so really staring uh, relegation from Division Two in the face in the National Football League. Um, Shane Lowry currently lies three back in the delayed Players Championship in the golf. In, an, uh, in Florida over the weekend, uh, TPC Sawgrass. Uh, he also had a hole in one yesterday. I don't know if you catch that. We might chat through some of the best golf shots over the weekend because I know Seamus Perry's caddy as well contributed a great shot over the weekend. Um, yeah, other than that, then we saw some of the Premier League action. Man United getting a much needed win to ease some of the pressure on Ralph Ragnick, beating Tottenham 3 2. Chelsea, the trouble. Uh, off the field was not replicated on the field a nice uh, late winner there um, against uh, Newcastle but uh, as I said the problems continue for Roman Abramovich off the field but yeah plenty to get through um, of course the one that stands out obviously is the Ireland win against England the old enemy were beaten that was the big story over the weekend and of course our Cheltenham Cheltenham this week as well it is the holy grail it's Paddy's week it's it's everything um, so a lot to get through as I said a few times already but first of all we'll cut straight to the chase and we'll go and we'll find out how David Harrington is getting on at Cork City and hopefully now this works for me otherwise I'll be giving Sam a phone call uh, This morning by go uh, Cork City goalkeeper Davis Harrington uh, who joins me now via Zoom uh, First of all David thanks very much for coming on today Not a bother at all Sam Not a bother 
Uh, so I guess we're just three games in uh, now to the new League of Ireland uh, first division season. And uh, I think, first of all, there's a great buzz around Cork in a way, I, I've noticed. And we, we had 5,000 at the first home game even uh, against Galway United. So um, I guess, first of all, like how do you think the first couple of games have gone? You know, it's four points from three games, a lot of good stuff. And despite, I guess, only uh, a mixed bag, maybe results-wise, but a lot of good stuff so far as well. Yeah, like, um, I suppose we probably got the perfect start against Bray. Um, six now, I'd say. We weren't, when we scored six, we weren't really that surprised because in training we're firing goals in, but it was a perfect start. And then um, we were confident going into the next game and... I think Galway, we created loads of chances. We just, on the night, we just couldn't really put them away. And I think they had one shot on target and went in. But sure, look, like the chances were being created. So that's a positive. And then we had a tough away game, then away to Longford, like, and it was a bit of a stalemate. Like, but um, there's still a load of positives, like, despite the results. Like, but um, four points from the three games isn't the worst, like, considering the fixtures that are there. Like, them three teams are probably top teams in the league they're all fancied so I suppose if you look at it that way it's still early doors like so I think there's a lot of positives to take away and a few negatives like but there's still so many positives like and the team is hugely confident like so I still think that there's huge potential to go and do something this year like yeah, and I suppose, like from your perspective, even and from a just from a goalkeeping perspective, a defensive perspective, like it is two clean sheets, uh, three. And I suppose even the Galway goal, like was it was nearly against the run of play as well. Like you know, it was just one of those things. So like you're not, you looked even from being at the games myself and covering them, like you look you look a lot more um, defensively solid even uh, compared to last season. And yourself as well, like you've been very good in goals. You made a few really good saves, thinking you've really kind of commanded your area, which is suppose, what any good goalkeeper needs to do. Yeah, like I feel like defensively we look very good. Like I think. I think even the Galway game, we actually didn't, I know we did concede, but we didn't look like conceding at any time, like the goal was against the run of play, as you say, like in Upham Bray, we didn't look like conceding, Longford the same, like we're really solid at the back and I think we're all comfortable with each other, like, and if anyone was to come in, as in like, if the team had to make changes or anything, like everyone's comfortable with each other and I think there's a really solid, and that, but that's throughout the team, like, like you, you defend from the front, like, and it's the attackers making the press, midfielders tracking their men, and then the back four and the goalkeeper just being solid when the ball comes into their box. But um, no, I feel we look really, we do look really solid. And I think we were saying at the start of the year, like if you want to go and win a league, I think clean sheets are massive. And like, I think there's always a huge chance you'll win a game if you keep a clean sheet because you'll always get chances. And especially with this team, like we will make chances. So if we keep keeping, if we keep keeping clean sheets, like we'll have a great chance this year because I think once we look solid defensively, I think we will create chances and we will score goals like they'll come. Yeah, I think I think that's it. You know, there's that saying that defense wins championships. So uh, definitely that's something uh, you need going forward. And I guess like on the league itself, it's it's kind of unusual in the way there's nine teams, but you know, obviously okay, the champions will go up and uh, hopefully City will be there thereabouts for that. But even like it's nearly funny, like in one way it's it's nearly more difficult. It's easier nearly to win the league than it is to finish third or fourth because then you have to go through the, the playoffs. I know this is a long way away yet, but just from starting out format wise, 
like it's I mean you'd have to win maybe potentially three games then to go up yeah like I feel last year was it UCD won the playoffs like they they got tough games in the playoffs even like and it's just kind of if you win the league it's just such a relief nearly because anything can happen in the playoffs like you saw with like Galway probably thought they'd get a good win against Bray and then they get knocked out in the first round like anything can happen in the playoffs like because it's a it's a nearly a once-off game like I know there's two legs like but it's very tough like because everything's at stake like if you lose if you lose the round like you're back in the league again for the next year like and yeah but our goal is to win the league we want to we don't want to go through the playoffs but if we have to we have to but our goal is to go straight up and win the league but um there it is a long way to go but that's what we're building towards anyway and even from your own perspective now, you know, suppose you came into the number one jersey uh, towards the, the end of last season. Now you've really pushed on, started this season in goal. Um, but And there's loads of competition still there, you know, um, amongst yourselves uh, at City. There are plenty of uh, players uh, jostling for that jersey. But also then you've, the um, you know, Mark McNulty, Cork City legend, he's still knocking about. And also in a, a coaching capacity now as well a bit. So like, what's it like? Working from him, uh, is he still as competitive as ever? And uh, what's it like? Just that general kind uh, of uh, atmosphere. Yeah, Nultz is Nultz is brilliant. Like he's he's just unbelievable. Like you could see really the transition now from last year to this year. How much? How much? Like more focus and nearly he's putting into his coaching from even like the start of last year. Like the he's an unbelievable goalkeeper coach like and to be fair to him like and to be fair to him he'll still do everything like he'll train every day he'll do all the gym work he'll do everything he's an unbelievable professional like and um, but he's been he's been so helpful towards me like and even all the goalkeepers that come in he's just always trying to help you always like you can talk to him about anything even if it's not about goalkeeping if it's about your life you can chat to Nulls about anything like he's He's always there for me and all the goalkeepers to be fair like but um no he really demands he demands the most out of you like and he'll push you like so that's what we want as well like do you know what I mean you want to be pushed you want to be tested and he'll test you all right like so he's really good for my development like and I just want to keep developing under him really because um he he knows the game so well like do you know what I mean he knows the league so well he he's played for, he's played the game for so long like and he has so much experience that when he talks, you listen, like, do you know what I mean? So everything he says is just valuable to me at this stage. Like, and um, I'm just looking forward to keep working with him and keep learning off him, really. I suppose uh, extending that then out to not just the rest of the league, but even just Irish football in general. Like, we've so many talented goalkeepers here domestically. And then, you know, we've got three elite goalkeepers competing for the Irish number one jersey. Like, do you have any kind of ideas or theories to why Ireland produces so many good goalkeepers? No, I actually don't really, but um, I don't know what it, I don't know what it must be. I'd say it could be that we all grew up playing game. and we've some good hands or something, but I don't know. But um, no, the the three fellas now competing for Ireland are different class, really, aren't they? Quivi and Gavin Bazunu and Mark Travers. They're three top goalkeepers. Like, and I, you can see it through, like when you watch the football in England, like the three of them are just performing like every time they every time they play like and Mark Travers I'm sure is the most clean sheets in England like so that's something that's something in itself like but um, no three very good goalkeepers but even in the League of Ireland you see very good goalkeepers like I know he's not I know he was only on loan last year but I thought the fellow who St. Pat's had last year on loan from Liverpool was a 
unbelievable goalkeeper. But even even training every day with the goalkeepers that we have, like we have Jimmy, Corey Chambers, like they're very good. Like even in training, they're so sharp. Like it's it's crazy the standard. Like, but um, no, I think that's good as well within within the club. Like we have we have good goalkeepers. Like and we're all pushing each other. Like and it's a tight knit group, really. Like so, um, I think we all we all get along so well and it's always good energy around training like so I think that's really that's really positive as well that like we've four good goalkeepers me, Nulls Jimmy, Corey we all get along and we all just want to push each other to be better like so it's a really good environment to be around like and it's a uh a position that's changed or evolved I guess so much as well even just after uh, um, the last few years like you know it, these days it seems like you have to have everything in your locker nearly as a goalkeeper you need to be uh, obviously an excellent shot stopper distributing has to be really good but also you have to be like really really good now with your feet we see all the top goalkeepers all well able to play probably have played out the field at some stage during their career early on like do you, I guess I know this is maybe a little bit like putting you on the spot but do you see kind of any area where the next kind of I suppose trend in goalkeeping might come from will we see something like we've seen the game of football where there's almost like a fly goal goalie to a certain extent where they come out and are nearly acting as maybe another defender or something or do you see any kind of potential new innovation coming down the line um, I say the way it's going like you wouldn't be surprised but I think the goalkeeper's job is to keep the ball out of the net like and I think that's the main that will always be the case like, the goalkeeper just has to stop the ball from going in like and I think I think when you're looking for goalkeepers I think that's what you need to prioritise as well like he needs to be good at keeping the ball out like and he needs to command his area he needs to be in talking with his back four like I think they're the main points you look at and if he's good with his feet it's a great bonus like because the way the game is going like every team wants to play out like like even looking at Man City against Man United the other day like the fellow in goal for Man City is the best in the world like he's he's basically a midfielder sometimes like but um, yeah it's it's kind of you need to have the whole package these days don't you but I still think like the main job is keeping the ball out talking to the back line commanding your area being good in the air for crosses dealing with bodies in your box and then you got to learn how to play as well but um, I still think they're the main components of goalkeeping at this stage yeah, absolutely. And uh, like, I guess when you mentioned the Manchester Derby there and stuff, but I suppose when you're watching games yourself now on TV or uh, at matches, like, are you watching it as a fan or are you there watching as a player trying to pick up things, little things? Are you kind of analysing um, what the goalkeepers are doing or is there anything you're doing um, on that side of things? Yeah, well... I'm a Man United fan, like so. That's not enjoyable. Oh God, join the club, yeah, join the club. Enjoyable <laughs> these days, but um, yeah, I would. Um, you'd watch back everything, really. Like you, I nearly watch on a Saturday. You'd watch all the games. I like, can. You, to be fair, now I do. I do mainly watch the goalkeepers and what they do. Even when the ball's kind of just around the halfway line, what do they do and where are they? Kind of, and you kind of analyze what, like, if a goal goes in, you're kind of like, could he do this? Could he do that? But they're the best in the world at the same time like do you know what I mean that's where they're getting the huge money like so it's it's very good to watch them like and I'd recommend anyone who wants to go and goal watch them like watch the best and watch what they do every week like and that's why they're there and I think I think that by watching them you can learn so much you can pick up so many little things because like 
they're there for a reason. They're there because they're the best. Like so, if you can watch them every week, every goal. Like not saying watch every goalkeeper in the Premier League, but take a few, take what they do. Do you know what I mean? It'll be so like I've learned so much from so many. Just even watching YouTube videos of like like the England goalkeepers, they put up videos every time they're away on the international break, like and just small little things where they move their feet, where they position their hands. It's so so good to watch. Like and I do take a lot from that, but um. Of course, I watch the games on Saturday and I watch them freely. But you are kind of have a small eye on what the goalkeepers are doing at the whole time. Like, but um, yeah, it's brilliant to watch some of them. Like, some of them are incredible. And and where would you? I guess where are the areas do you think you you want to work on most now over the next few games, weeks, months ahead? Like, is is there any area in particular that you're focusing on? I think kind of you need. To, I need. To, I, th- I think you need to work on everything. Really, I think the main thing about being a good goalkeeper is being consistent. Like you don't want to, you don't want to go on a run of games and play well. And then you have a few, you have a few mistakes, but like everyone's going to make mistakes. Of course, that's, I'm young as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Mistakes are going to happen. Like you just, it's how you learn from them really. But um, I think you need to, you need to work on everything in these, in the modern day game. Like I think like, of course it comes down to your handling, your footwork, everything like, but um, I think everything as a whole needs to be worked on especially the way the game is going with goalkeepers. Like you need to be good in nearly every aspect of goalkeeping these days. But um, it's just about, I think you need to master the basics and like, even like at this, even the level like we're playing at, like we're doing the basics every day because you need to, well, like once you do the basic choice, you're on the right track. Do you know what I mean? So like, even if it's like the start to train every day, we'll get, we'll get volleys straight into our hands. Like, and you know, try not to drop any of them, whatever. They're just basic, that's basic goalkeeping, like, but it's just getting the eye in, like, to get, to get warm. And like, you work on the basics every day and then you bring in progressions, like, but I do think that, like, even, like, Monday, we train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, game Friday, like, throughout the course of the week, we'll work on different things throughout the week, like, so, like, Monday could be, Monday could be one thing, Tuesday could be another, and then Thursday would be the stuff that you deal with in the game the next day, so, it's kind of a broad range of broad range of things like but you would work on mainly or mostly everything like so it's good it's good because you're working on everything and you're ready then for the way the game is going and the amount of the amount of things that come into goalkeeping these days so no I think you need to master the basics and then bring in progressions and kind of work your way up to doing everything that Definitely, yeah, right. and um, it's well, it's just bring it back to the wider squad, and it's first of all, it's a really young squad, but there seems to be a good blend of experience there now this year as well. Bring in, you know, some of the more experienced, um, <coughs> a lot more experienced players like Valley, Gilchrist, and and whatnot, and also then like. There's a lot of homegrown players there, like yourself. There's Alec Byrne, Ronan Hurley as well. That's a testament to what's going on, I suppose, in the academy. You know, there must be a lot of good work being done. Because Cork City, I mean, the club, especially in the last few years, really has been, uh, had a fantastic production line of young players that have gone on to, you know, the likes of Chidozi, who's gone on to play for Ireland, but also to have really good careers, not just here in, in Ireland, but also in Scotland and stuff as well. Yeah, like I think, I think the academy has been producing players now for ages like you look at look at Conor McCarthy at St. Mirren, you look at Jake O'Brien just gone over to Crystal Palace. There's a load of players coming through. Like and even players playing the League of Ireland, like like look at the amount of players in our squad now that have come through the the underage setup. Like it's it's really good to watch. Like and 
as you said also we did bring in good signings like the return of Kevin O'Connor's good signing Ali Gilchrist's a great signing like them people will just improve the squad but the core of the squad comes from Cork really like if you look at it like I know you have Keen Barger and Keen Murphy were from Tipperary but they came through Cork City Academy as well like they've been there since under 17 and it's 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 unbelievable to see the work that goes on behind the scenes in the academy is unbelievable like that's a credit to the coaches and everyone who puts in the hard work and time bringing people from what is it under 13s now is it under 13s starting off and they're just working their way up like and I think I think you're only going to get better if you join the academy like I know people are in the core school boys league are like ah, they need to stay they play, play Kennedy Cup whatever but if you want to test yourself you're going to be playing against the best people in the country at that age like and see how you develop from there like and you're given the best opportunity to develop like you've the best you've the best facilities best gear everything like the coaches will put on great sessions like it's it's huge like and I didn't have that when I was younger like and I think kids these days like if you get a chance you need to avail of the opportunity like and um it'll only improve you as a player like you can see people now they're going going up from 13s and they can work their way all up, the way up to 19s and then there's an opportunity to get into the first team and that's the thing at Cork City like there if you perform at the academy there is great opportunities like and you saw that the year we all left the academy like I'd say there was more than there was nearly seven of us who got professional contracts that year like so it's really good to see like and even even players who aren't at the club anymore but are still in the League of Ireland like you look at Ben and down in Cove Dale they all came through the academy like and um, no it's just a really positive sign to see like and hopefully like and even players who are in the academy now like like Mark O'Man he made his debut there night against Longford like he's a great young player like and on crows at the 19s like there's a load of players who are still coming through the academy like and are really good footballers like so it's really promising for years to come as well like yeah, and I think it's a, a wider reflection as well, even on the just um on, on the wider league and stuff. Like there's so many young players now coming through, bringing a real kind of vibrant uh, vibe to things. And, you know, we're seeing <laughs> then some of them maybe go on to Scotland now in particular, seems to be a, a popular destination, I suppose, with Brexit and stuff. But I guess like it just... The, the league has definitely benefited from the younger players and it's definitely of uh I think it's for me personally anyway it's been it's the league has been at the highest standard it, it's been at in a long long time yeah definitely and um I think it comes down to like everything like like at City now like we have everything for us everything's there for us like we have the gym and the training ground like it's just ways to improve like we, we get everything like to be fair so we actually can't complain but like the fitness levels and everything these days is just the game is so much quicker and so much more physical and I think I think like players coming through like if you look at last year I think us and UCD and like UCD are a team of students like do you know what I mean us and UCD are the youngest teams in the league so that just shows like how 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 promising it is for us like you know we're all still so young and like there's so much more years left in us and there's so much more room for improvement like you know we're learning every day us young players like none of us none of us on the team now like think we think we've made it or anything like we all know there's so much more to come from us like and there's so much more we can learn every day and I think that's the key I think you have to keep learning and keep improving and that's when things that's when like the overall team improves then like like you're learning like even Keen Coleman our captain like he's still what's Keen, Keen Coleman's 25 like that's yeah. still young like, do you know what I mean he's still learning as well like and it's great to see like that we have such good leadership qualities and such young players like do you know what I mean Keen Coleman's probably a senior player now and he's still only 25 like so it's really good to see and it's really promising for years to come 
And I suppose turning our attention now back to the next couple of games coming up, a couple of huge games, obviously the derby against Cove at home, and then that's followed by Waterford as well, another Munster derby uh, at, at home in terms of then on Monday. So two massive games there coming up and, uh, you know, it could be uh, <coughs> a, a huge kind of, uh, I suppose it's so early on the season, but have two massive games uh, coming up, you know, in such a short period of time as well, like within days of each other, that must be uh, something you're putting a lot of focus into now as a group. Yeah, like I think we have three monster derbies in the space of two weeks because we have treaty the week after as well. But um, like we're just looking at Cove now at the moment. So like we know Waterford's on Monday, but our focus is beating Cove now on Friday night, getting three points there. And then we can uh, turn our attention to Monday night then because we just take it as every game. Do you know what I mean? Like the next game is the biggest one. So like we said yesterday at training, we were like, look, the next game is the biggest one because... It is the next one, you know what I mean? Not because it's Cove, not because it's who it is. Like, it's because it's the next game and we need three points. So, like, of course, it'll be great to win them two games in the space of a few days. Like, it'll be a real confidence boost. But we're just looking at Cove now and hopefully we can get three points against Cove and then we turn our attention to Waterford on Monday night and hopefully get three points there as well. Two big games in Turner's Cross, like, and you know already that there'll be a good atmosphere there two monster derbies as you say so um, no we're really looking forward now to Friday night and hopefully we can just get a big result and then um, turn our attention to Monday and last question for you then um, I suppose we've had as I said 5,000 at Turner's Cross first night that must be uh, for the first home game of the season like that must be nearly a record for a first division game it's phenomenal to have that uh, support and hopefully we'll see that over the next two games as well but I guess just in general like um, if I was to ask you, like, what if you could name one or two things, how do you think we can attract more people to come to watch League of Ireland games? I think the coverage has gotten, or the attendances have definitely gotten better in both divisions over the last couple of years. Um, I suppose, especially now after COVID, like, uh, people want to go to games, they want to go see live sports, but like, regards to media coverage with, um, you know, I guess other initiatives, like, is there anything or, or is it improving facilities? Like what is there one or two things that you would say, okay, if we got these rice, um, we'd be able to attract uh, more people because the product now has definitely, as we've already discussed, has gotten so much better. Like, yeah, you're dead right. Like I feel like that 5,000 at the home game against Galway was unbelievable. Like we even said it the next morning when we went in for training, we were like, the atmosphere last night was unbelievable like and that's credit to the fans like and you know you know Cork City fans will bring that atmosphere like because they're the best fans in the country like and it's the biggest club in the country as well like but um a first division game 5000 is crazy but um i think i think the coverage and everything has gotten better like you see with the LOI TV and all that like people are really trying to get into it but i would encourage more people to go out and go to the local cl- local club like because you see like even even people like you know they might be I'm not just saying this now but like they might be from let's say Longford like and they'd rather go like on a Saturday night like let's say they'd rather they'd rather watch Liverpool at half five instead of go down five minutes down the road to Longford and watch Longford like but that's just the way it is I suppose but I would encourage everyone to get out and watch local football because like it can be so exciting like you even saw like we brought a great away support to Bray like and there's a six there's a six goal game like do you know what I mean and people people probably don't understand until they go and watch the games. People are probably like, oh, I won't bother going down to the road now to watch the League of Ireland. I can watch the Premier League at home. But the atmosphere when you get into the ground, like you can't beat being at a live game. Like it's the best feeling. Like and I think if you want to improve it, I think like 
it's just a matter of it's just a matter of people just saying, look, I'll go down, I'll go down, and people become regulars then, and that's how that's how you bring more that's how you bring more people into games. Like, and I think playing good for, like for us, like I think you want to put on performances and you want to get results, and that'll obviously bring the crowd in as well. But I do encourage people to stay to, to stick with the local team, like and support them throughout it because League of Ireland clubs like they don't have the money that England clubs in England have like do you know what I mean like funding funding in Ireland like you know it means so much even gate receipts like people coming into games like it means so much to the club means so much to the players even like but it's like the funding needed in Ireland like it's I'm not going to call out anyone or anything but like there could be more done to help the League of Ireland of course like but um, I still feel I still feel like getting down to the local games is huge because the amount of people coming through a gate every week will bring massive revenue in for clubs, especially in Ireland. Like, but um, no, I think League of Ireland fans, like they're great fans. Like, and they'll travel up and down the country. Like, you know, the likes of city, great fans, load of clubs in Ireland, they'll bring people everywhere. Like, so it's, it's really good to see that there is a core group of supporters in every club. Like, and as, as you say, like, the coverage has gotten so much better. If people can't make a game, they're watching it on LOI TV and that's really good. Like, and most of the time the streaming service is flawless, like, so you can't really complain, but I still do encourage people to go down and watch it live because the atmosphere is brilliant and it can only, it can only help the team. Like, I know we didn't get the result the other night against Galway, but it was a huge boost for us having so much people at the game. Like, do you know what I mean? And even the away game against Bray and Longford, like, it's, it's really good positive for us. Like, and we love playing in front of fans and, hopefully we can just pay him back with good results Berlin David thanks very much for talking this morning it was a pleasure no about it yes and that was David Harrington talking to our very own Sam Curtin thanks David for the interview yeah, I echo everything David said as well about the support it really has been incredible to see the uh, the turn up at, at home games especially I think it was close to 5,000 again at the weekend so great 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 home support and hopefully that can spur Corksy on to another good result tonight against Waterford Waterford but uh, we've been joined by another very, very special guest. Not only have we got Burnsy in the studio, we've also got the lovely Megan Hayes in the studio. Megan, you're very welcome to the show. How are you Hi. getting on? How are you getting on? <laughs> to those of you who don't know now, Megan, give us a bit of an intro about yourself. What, what sports interest you? This I, is a sports show. I know, I, I, know you, I know you have plenty of other interests. Yes, you're a tennis player. Yeah, yeah. So you were at the UCC Tennis Interversities recently. How did you get on? We, we basically lost everything except the women's plate. Okay, well, yeah. at least the women kept some respect. So, yeah. ah, very good. Morale. We were on finals day and that's all that matters. Very good. I suppose Interversities, like everything else, they're more about, I think UCC get the, the right mix, I think some would say, between the socialising and, and, yeah. and the competitive element. Yeah. As well. I think we bring a lot of the party. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I suppose this is you're, you're there to make friends as well. That's what college yeah. college sport is all about in the more broader sense. Yeah. So you enjoyed your time up in Dublin. It was amazing. And was, is that your final interversities or do you? Well, you can bring grace players. We had two grace players this year, so you have like um, time to bring people back who used to be part of UCC. But I don't think I'll be doing that. No, you move on to bigger and better things. Yeah. yeah. Turn pro. pro Turn pro. pro. Yeah, that's Just the start, next chapter. Start globe trotting. Yeah. Very good, some sightseeing. Yeah, and Megan, I don't know, did you catch much? So the next one, we're going to move on now from the, the soccer talks. That was very, very good and very enjoyable from Sam. Thanks very much for that, Sam. I know you're listening somewhere, so very good interview there. But we'll move on now to some of the, the bigger, possibly the biggest story of the weekend was Ireland's famous win over in Twickenham. I don't know, Megan, do you have much of an interest in rugby? Maybe maybe you do, maybe you don't. But did you catch any of the game over the weekend? I, I like looking at them. You like looking at the players? Yeah. 
Yes. They're which fit. ones? Which ones in particular? Uh, Van der Fleer. Josh Van der Fleer. He's he's very uh, sporty. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And very easy well on the. Built. He's easy on the eye. Yeah. Very good, very yeah, good. Yeah, what can I say, like? Ah, very good, very mm. good. And Burnsy, I don't know, did you, did you catch much of the game over the weekend? A great win for Ireland, 32-15. Yeah, a phenomenal win overall, but uh, I think the England red cards. Yeah, uh, second minute. Second minute helped us a lot, but uh, overall, like, uh, good experience from England for Ireland in Twickenham. It's not easy to go to Twickenham. I think uh, Johnny Sexton managed the game beautifully in the first 20 minutes, but... Um, Afterwards, the team lost a little of its attacking shape, and he might reflect on some of his management management issues. But uh, when Ireland needed him, he stepped up as the team finished strongly. Uh, I think they're building well to the Rugby World Cup in 2023. You think uh, it's been a successful Six Nations campaign so far? Uh, very successful. I think uh, looking into last weekend, though, Scotland's big game. But uh, ideally, England will do us a fra- favour against France. You can you you trust the English to help us out in that regard? Would you? Uh, I don't. I you don't couldn't trust those. You couldn't trust those fellas as far as you could throw them. I'd uh, say they were missing a few players. Mario Toje, big loss. Obviously, Owen Farrell's still injured. But Mario uh, Toje was playing at the weekend. Did I just catch you out there? Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. did Poor did. research as usual. Mario Toje was <laughs> exceptional. Me- I even knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Megan, less of the expletives as well. I didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Mar- moving swiftly on, Mario Toje did have a great game. But yeah, he will be a thorn in the French side at the weekend. But still, yeah, I don't know what you made of the red card, especially I know it was critical to determining the outcome. Charlie Ewell's second minute high tackle on James Ryan. James Ryan had to go off as well with a concussion. Seemed, do you know what, it was something you wouldn't pick up as the game was going on like in the speed of action but then looking back when it's slowed down is everything worse when it's slowed down? Uh, I think the main thing is the head-to-head contact it's something you just can't ignore especially in current rugby games you just have to Player welfare has really been brought to the paramount these days It has and you have to tackle it at the highest level as well so that's brought down into schools rugby and uh, interprovincial games for um, sure speaking of schools rugby Prez in the senior, yes, cup, yes, senior it, cup final there's always a few traditional huge sporting affairs around Paddy's Day traditionally the All-Ireland GA club finals would be on but they've actually changed around with the calendar these days being played in February but the other ever present around this time of the year is the, the Munster School Senior Cup rugby Burnsy you're a former winner of that in 2017 was it? Yeah, Indeed, against yeah. Glenslow re- representing Prez so uh, you'd be well versed now in giving us the update of your prediction Prez against Crescent on Patrick's Day this week or yeah this this year up in Tolman Park where do you see it going? Uh, it's going to be a tough contest but ideally I see Prez winning it yeah yeah very good squad this year put in a lot of effort they had a summer tour as well abroad to, whereabouts? to Italy this summer but uh They've been they put building, in the warm weather training so and they've been building 2020 uh, obviously it was cancelled for COVID prior years Prez Christians uh, it should have been Prez Christians again it was delayed because of COVID so it's tough pre- it's tough definitely those like those tournaments are so big I know like I didn't play any rugby in school but I know how big they were in term, for some, some people's lives and then to maybe put five six years into it and then not be able to play your campaign it's frustrating I suppose uh, it's the tip of the iceberg though and the COVID climate and things being missed out on and yeah, Prez, they put it together a good co- coaching background like Kian Bohan, ex-Munster rugby player, currently coaching in Gerberk. So they, yeah. have a, they have a good system, they have a good forward pack and For sure. they're, well, they're well conditioned. So. And we're seeing the spillover into the Irish under-20s who had another good win at the weekend against England, 42-30 I think, or 42-20. Uh, but Patrick Campbell there, a former Prez man coming through there. So the production line seems strong, but yeah. Baraboo, as the fellow says, to Prez at the weekend. But uh, yeah, so now we're going to move on. We're going to play a nice old... Because I was thinking it's the first summery day on campus. So we're going to... We're, oh, wait. 
but Megan is gesturing at me. I think Megan has a special mention first of with the upcoming SU elections in mind. Go on, Megan. So basically, I really would like to give a shout out to Fergal Wall, who's going for welfare. Um, he's a great manifesto. He really wants it. So shout out to him and also Jill Casey. She's going for president. So give it a oh, vote for Jill. Best of luck, Jill. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't be tempted by student politics at all, Megan? Uh, no, I just don't think I would have the like the stomach. There's so much to do about, you know, gender based violence and things like that. Okay. that you have to sort out that I just don't think I could do. OK, you you have been a later captain of the UCC tennis club. You don't I see was. you don't see the, the overlap with leadership roles. Uh, it's a smaller pool. Yeah. Tennis club is much smaller than big, the entire big, college. Big fish, small pond sort yeah, of job. Yeah, yeah. OK, OK. But yeah, before I was rudely interrupted by Megan. No, I'm only messing with you, <laughs> Megan. Before, before I was interrupted by Megan, I was just about to say we had one of our probably first summery days on campus as I said eating ice burgers in the amphitheatre so we'll go with our first summer tune of the year this one is Sun and Tan's Sun Don't Shine I've walked through the valleys of the wilderness and time only to find
Yes, and that was Sun and Tans, Sun Don't Shine, and that is our first summer tune of the year. Um, Bernsey, I don't know, did that get you back? Did that get you reminiscing about summer's gone by and the premonitions about the future? Oh yeah, J one, J one is the plans this week, this summer. Oh yeah, Newport this summer. That's a, a big sailing scene over there. For sure. Um, you know, a few a few co- local corkmen will be venturing over. In particular, uh, Harry Durkin. He'll be sailing a J seventy over there for the summer. <laughs> very good, very good. Fair play to Harry. He's a friend of the friend of the pod and a friend friend of the show. And Johnny as well over training for the Olympics. I know Johnny tried to come on today, but due to technical difficulties, we did not get him on. But we'll have him on again soon. So best luck, John, in the Olympic campaign. And fair play to Harry. I think he had a big success in Monaco recently in the uh, the wild card. So. Berbua, good stuff here. We'll see you in we'll see you in Newport hopefully for a few lemonades over the summer. Um but yeah, as we as you mentioned, this is a big week for a few other things as well. We've Cheltenham this week and um Burnsy, I know I know you're you're a big man for the for the for the punters as well. Do you see any value? I know the big one tomorrow we have the champion hurdle at three thirty. Do you see Honeysuckle as the one to beat? Yeah, Rachel Blackmore is a phenomenal jockey. Yeah, um, Rachel Blackmore really was the informed last. Class. She was unbelievable. I think Irish or a sports person of the year last year. She really had an incredible 2021. Um, she cleaned up at, at Cheltenham this time last year and then went on to win on Manila, Manila Indo in the uh, Grand National as well. So, yeah, I think everyone, everyone, everyone at the show would wish Rachel the best of luck tomorrow in the in the uh, Champion Hurdle. Megan, I don't know. Do you do you have um, uh, a shout on this? Any any tips? Um, I don't have any tips, but I don't know. It's one of those things in college, yeah, isn't it? I think you, like, you're, you're looking for any excuse to get away. You're in the Uber, you're watching it, you're like, that has a pretty name. I'll, yeah. put, I'll put two euro on it. Yeah. Or like, you know, you like, it's, I don't know, anything by like, I don't know, O'Leary or whatever, you're going to... Yeah, that's no. true. You can't go wrong with some of those Gigginstown yeah. horses, yeah. But they're yeah, they're becoming few and far between now as uh, as Michael Leary pulls back on his Gigginstown operation. Uh, I suppose the big the big threats are uh, appreciated, epitant. To uh, to Honeysuckle winning the champion hurdle tomorrow. Mm. I also like a kind of long shot there for uh, Tommy's Oscar. Um, yeah, so we'll see how the week goes. I know there's always there's booms and busts. It's one of those weeks. It's one of those weeks in college that yeah. I think it, when you're looking for an excuse to get out of the library, you head straight down to the local bookies. Uh, I don't know can we promote gambling on the show, so you go down to watch the races anyway. Um, but yeah, it's always a good sporting affair. I know a few heading over to it, so I'm sure everyone will have a great time. And it's great yeah. to have the racing back. I think it's been a long time. I think it was. It's good to have it during during lockdown. A good thing to watch. Um, the Irish always seem to have a great time over there in recent years. I think um, a few a few a few um, a few companies often they use that their tagline is the Irish taking over, and it really has the last year. So best of luck to all the runners and riders involved representing Ireland over there. Um, but moving on, Megan, you have another song for us this week. I do. Anyone where, who where, likes Rick and Morty? There's been new a, season out. Lots of new seasons at the moment. Different shows. Popping up. Top Boy. Burnsy, are you yeah. a fan of Top Boy? I saw that was out as well this week. Formula One. Formula One. Oh, Drive to Survive. lads. Chills. Yeah. Watch it. Watch I've it. actually never gotten into the Drive to oh, Survive. Oh, it's phenomenal. Very good. Yeah. Did you watch any Formula One? I, I actually would have an interest in watching the races, but I've never watched the Netflix series. It was, it's it. very. It's nice to have watched the races and then know like what happened behind the scenes. Yeah. That type thing. Yeah, because it's very I'm detached. It's very Verstappen de- fan myself, are so you? I was. Chills. Burnsy, what about yourself? Uh, I'd be a big Daniel Ricciardo fan. He oh, struggled in McLaren too. last year, yeah, though. Yeah. Um, he was a big, big Red Bull driver. Won Monaco uh, Different once. drives, though. Yeah. Different drives. Uh, different side pods in the car and stuff. But uh, hopefully he'll have a big bounce back season this year. Yeah. But a uh, tough teammate with Lando Norris, a uh, young UK guy. Yeah, yeah. he's getting flying through. 
Yeah, so um, I, I, I'd be a big Lewis Hamilton man. I know it's oh. probably I know it's probably the boring show, but I just I think he's boring great. Boring show. In fairness, listen, he's obviously one of the greatest that it's ever ever been. But like, it gets boring, doesn't it? Like, I just thought the grace he took everything that went down with last year. I know we had Toto Wolf throwing the headphones around the place. I thought Lewis Hamilton, like anyone else, I think you would be absolutely. Well. I thought he, he handled, handled it very well. well. I thought it was the humility of the man. In fairness, yeah, it's um, going to be a big season though. Big season, new cars, new oh. setups, new. They're all talk Unreal. about the Mercedes design this year. Yeah, they they've decided really? they scrapped they scrapped the side pod. Yeah, um, Christian Horner was questioning it. Think then then took a few backward steps. He was criticizing them being allowed to use that design. Then took a few backward steps. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that develops as I well. I think uh, we could see Ferrari rise to the top again. Uh, good drivers. You see the duopoly of Mercedes and Red Bull being broken up this year. I do. Yeah, I think Ferrari could be coming back to its best with Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, two very good drivers, both experienced. Charles Leclerc obviously has been at Ferrari for a while. Yeah. Carlos Sainz bounced around from Renault. He was a originally a Red Bull driver yeah, then yeah. did Reynolds McLaren but now no, I think a uh, big year with Ferrari ahead mm. very good and uh, outside of kind of the bigger ones isn't it the, the, the big story at the moment with Russia and all that is um, is it Mazepin Mazepin in Haas so yeah yeah, yeah. Russian based driver uh, got his contract cancelled but then we obviously we see Kevin Magnussen coming back previous Haas driver finished up in, uh, in 2019 yes yeah. yeah, so there's, there's plenty of storylines but yeah but Mazepin's dad is like an oligarch isn't he he is yeah so like yeah. do you feel sorry I think, for him I, I think his dad was one of the the oligarch sanctioned yeah, by it's from like fertiliser or something yeah the money I don't know there must be money in it as the fellow said yeah, there um, is. but uh, yeah it's just to go back I think we got sidetracked there and it's leading into our new tune This, our, our next song now Megan give us the intro it is called I Am The Antichrist To You and it's uh, as I said anyone who's watched the new season of Rick and Morty they might recognise it It's. I think it's nice to have on like a summer's day you know if you're having a barbecue we it's, it, play it on the speaker at the back that keeps an Annie Max beer garden job kind of yeah for a few lemonades yeah. very good alright well this is I Am The Antichrist To You and we'll let the listeners make up their own opinion <laughs>
Yes, and that was I Am The Antichrist To You by Kishibashi. Megan, were you delighted? See, I like that. Well, I know some people might be interested, you know. Sorry, Megan, I didn't even have your mic on there, but That's so great. yeah, I'm, I'm Sam. Where are you? I need you back here to manage the decks, man. It's too too much stress. Um, <laughs> no, I like that song. I like I don't know orchestral behind. Rick and Morty. I've never got into that though. Is Rick it, and Morty. Yeah. Oh, I like it. I don't I actually. I haven't watched anything in a long time. I'm I'm waiting now. Once the exams are out of the way, the the new series of Peaky Blinders is top of my agenda. I just watched the actually the the most two two most recent. Um, episodes yeah and you know Polly's obviously gone yeah. you know which is very sad very so sad yeah it's very different she's integral to the show she's a yeah. great great character and she's a great actress as well like yeah. her name escapes me but she is a great loss to the show on the acting world as in in a broader sense but, yeah. but Burnsy moving swiftly on the football over the weekend what did you make of it Man United beating Tottenham 3-2 the race the race for the top four heats up Ronaldo just spells quality like it's it's phenomenal it's the reason they've brought him back he's just exceptional there's been a lot of criticism this year do you think they're a better side with him in the, in, in the in the team oh, in the starting what, 11 oh 100% I think uh, I think City will be on for the league though but I think uh, I think uh, big big questions in the coaching background in uh, Man United I thought Roy, Roy Keane would have been up there and Michael Carrick you know someone who's been well, Mike, well Michael Carrick was the interim boss for a little while and then stepped away but I think um, Ralph Ragnick you don't you don't trade him no I don't think he's a is he a spoofer I, I, I just don't know if he's United true and true you know I think there has to be someone who's dedicated to the club like and okay. has spent time at the club but um, you go for the it's been a popular team actually in clubs recently is to hire a, a legend of, of the game shall we say or a legend uh, of the club like you think of Chelsea and Frank Lampard you think of to a lesser extent, Arsenal, Mikel Arteta. Uh, yeah. Potentially, I'd say Steven Gerrard is probably eyeing up taking over after Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool. And I think we saw a big win last week, uh, Real Madrid beating PSG, knocking away the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, that was the big story midweek, uh, yeah. Kareem Benzema, obviously. You're correct. Yeah, scoring a hat-trick, it's phenomenal, really silenced Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, it looked like it was going to Paris now, halfway through with Kylian Mbappe's goal, but yeah, it was the Karim Benzema show from in the second half. A spectacular last goal as well, especially came onto it perfectly into the bottom corner. It was a really, really, really good comeback from, from Real Madrid, where I just didn't see it coming. But yeah, you who would you think would be favourites in Europe, do you think, at this stage? Do you think Man City can finally get over the... Oh, I'd love to see Man City finally get over the line, but I think yeah. uh, you've got to look at the big guns like Liverpool and uh, Real Madrid. Uh, I think it's just hard to doubt them at this stage, but uh, I'd love to see the Man City curse ended and hopefully they'll do the double and get the Premier League as well. You can, Is that your tip? You think Man City for... Man City for the double and, you know, if, if Liverpool did win it, uh, we just congratulate Queen Keller again, you know. Yes, a friend, Fe- a friend of the show as well. We must try and get him on before the end of the year. And but fellow Prez boy, so. Fellow, fellow Prez man. It's hard not it is amazing, him. isn't it? Like, he's overplaying pro. And yeah. he's from, like, Cork. It's Crazy, true. like. It's true, it's true. It's, it's, it's mad how, how far people can go on it. it. Like, some people end up on the radio like you and me, yeah, Owen, and, and yourself, Megan, but. <laughs> talking muck he's over there he, he can talk the talk and he can walk the walk yeah. actually he doesn't do much talking the talk which is probably why he's so successful at walking the walk some yeah. might say he, he's very much keeps to himself and he lets his football do the talking and boy is it so far so yeah I think everyone at the everyone in Cork I think and in Ireland larger would be wishing Cuivine all the best he really has, an ex, has had an excellent season hopefully we'll have him on the show before the end of the year um, but yeah um, I suppose outside of outside Liverpool Arsenal another big win Big looks, win. looks like they're in the pole position to get the top four. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think a big thing with Arsenal you got to look at is a Bamiyan performing from Barcelona. So yeah, but it looks like Mikel Arteta is building a strong squad. Yeah, and a young the squad. culture is really good. I think getting rid of Bamiyan, there was something wrong there. 
Yeah, I just obviously wasn't clicking and they obviously have different morals and stuff. And I think Saka's really stepping up for Arsenal, a young UK footballer. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. homegrown talent. Very interesting one. Um, yeah, Megan's showing me more music, but Megan, you've had your you've had your song for this week. So come back next week for more of that. But actually, Megan, you, you've prompted another line was actually the Queen. I actually was golfing with Queen during the summer. And um, another golf story that's hitting the headlines this week is uh, Shane Lowry with a hole in one in the Players' Championship. It's only three back. It was a delayed delayed tournament due to the heavy rain in Sawgrass over the weekend. But he's three back going into the final round. I, I don't know. Did you see his hole-in-one? Uh, I wouldn't be a big golf fan, but, you know, obviously... We've the master, yeah, we've the Masters coming up now, not too far away. I think two weeks away. Um, and it's the, the flagship hole at TBC Sawgrass, the par 317th. Much, much player, many players find the water on that hole, but Shane Larry fi- found the, the, the cup on that in that in his second round to get a nice ace there and boost himself up the, the, the standings but um, yeah a few other players involved Roy McIlroy just about making the cut as well by the skin of his teeth so that's one to keep an eye on for the rest of the evening um, we're about nearly done here but we have one more tune for you and I've overruled Megan he was showing me Eeny Meeny by Sean Kingston and instead tune, tune. And, and instead and instead we'll go for um, a band Owen you'd like to maybe introduce them we're going to go with one of their new songs uh, She Left Me at the Water Park but uh, you might want did she yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's an Irish band there, 49th in Maine and based in Dublin. And, uh, Do you know them personally? Oh uh, No, I don't, but I, they'd be friends of friends. And, okay. Uh, they're they're quite good, so we're gonna give a bit, bit of, a bit of a plug and we play them under live radio. That's nice, uh, actually. Okay. We do. We support local here at the beautiful game, and um, yeah, this is she left me at the water park. Which, if anyone has ever had that heartbreak, well, tough luck, but it's a great tune. So, and it's the summer vibes as well. So, good luck and God bless, and we'll catch you next week. She's a she-devil, she's a she-wolf She's a she-devil, she's a she-wolf
Yeah, yeah, yeah.